1: You're listening to the Gold Derby show on the Gold Derby podcast network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joy Joyce, what we have had so much to talk about since we last spoke about the Oscar race.
0: I mean, we we talk every day about the Oscar race. I know, but That's for the, the for the people, now.
1: Joyce, for the for the for our van. Or one fan, or our fan, uh, we talk so much to talk about uh, since we last spoke. The Toronto Film Festival finally ended. It took them three months, but they got through it. Congratulations to the attendees and organizers of the Toronto Film Festival, and the audience awards were giving out uh, a major, seeming bellwether for awards success. And no surprise, Fableman's won. And then uh, I, I'm not not that did not shock me at all. How about you?
0: No, I mean we. Discussed this possibility last month when Excellent. it was confirmed to be going yes. there. Um, uh, yeah, and they were really um, pushing for that. And like Cameron Bailey, like he he kept hyping up like how this was uh, Steven Spielberg's first TIFF and everything. Yes, you know, and like I- and like always like encouraging people to vote. Um, and and yeah, in second place went to Women Talking.
1: Yeah, so that also was. Also, not a,
0: surprising because, as we also discussed last month, Sarah Polly, Toronto native.
1: So, Toronto native. And I would have said, if out of Telluride, that did not necessarily surprise me because, like I said, I think from on the ground in, in Telluride, Women Talking was definitely a movie that everyone seemed to like.
0: Yeah, and I have since seen it and it's very good.
1: And then um, there was, though. In between Telluride and then Toronto, there was like a groundswell seeming from a certain people that it was not going to be an audience-friendly movie, and that people would maybe reject it because it's about women talking, and also slightly uh, there's not a lot of action. It's not like The Woman King, which we also saw. We could talk about.
0: Um, yeah, but also like that, I think we talked about this last week. Like the 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 lower praise for it, at tip is not surprising because it's just. Uh, a broader swath of uh, attendees. True.
1: But I would say based on the the lower praise, that was a very vocal maybe minority since it obviously finished second in the audience. Yeah, and award. also
0: it's, again, it's a very good movie. And um, I'm not saying she like placed because she is from Toronto, but like, you know, the past couple of years, like um, Canadian films have placed as well. Yeah. And she is she is an icon in yeah. Canada.
1: I would say the other thing, too, is having seen now a decent amount of these movies. We've not seen all of them. We still haven't seen The Fablemans, obviously. I'd say Women, women Talking ends up being a a satisfying uh, f- conclusion. It's not a feel-good movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the decisions that are made and how it ends, it leaves you feeling uh, heartened, maybe, is the right word. Or just like, you know, like like, strong, I don't know, it just doesn't, it's not like a downbeat movie, I don't think, even though it's discussing, like, oh, you
0: love the final shot, well, the final shot's great, but I just think in general,
1: I I just think in general, the, the decisions and the conversations end up having, like, outcomes that are, like, enjoy and not enjoyable
0: I don't you know what I mean I, I just mean like be... I'll share my thoughts on a film later so yeah. we could get through this the ranking so number three was Glass Onion which yes. also not surprising no um, because I believe they did about like 89 screenings of it
1: yeah and you uh, know
0: was obviously a hit so
1: people love Knives Out Joyce I love Knives Out great movie and I'm sure Glass Onion will be a great movie too so uh, if you're doing this and like looking for any kind of major upset, no. Fableman's still seemingly the favorite. Glass Onion maybe had been expected to be made uh, after Venice and Telluride. The the top Netflix choice, perhaps, of this year's roster of films as a Best Picture contender. Still there, I think, hanging around. And Women Talking it's the one strong. that's
0: been the most received. Yeah.
1: And then Women Talking being like a good alternate at the moment to like the studio flair and spielberg in awe of famelmans right spielberg had a statement choice i'm gonna read it uh just lo- love this they're really he's really in on this uh, uh, as i said on stage the other night above all i'm glad i brought this film to toronto exclamation point period
0: needs an editor
1: uh, Michael Kahn, maybe head. is he up yeah. there? Can we get him to copy edit this? Uh, this is the most personal film I've ever made, and the warm reception for everyone in Toronto made my first visit to TIFF so intimate and personal for me and my entire Fableman family.
0: Yeah. So. Um. Uh. Congratulations to them. Yeah. So, great. great. Can't wait. Yeah. So it was. It was the front runner before this. Yes. And it remains yes. the front runner. Um, so. Uh, you know, not every a TIFF winner goes on to win Best Picture, no. but the past two winners in the even years have won wow. Best Picture because uh, 2018 Green Book, right? 2020 Nomadland, right. and now we're in 2022. So
1: I was expecting perhaps a little bit of an upset, maybe from the greatest beer run in the world uh, played there. I don't
0: think that went over as well as Green Book did.
1: You know, what's funny, though. I think I uh, tell me if you got this impression. Just, be, I expected it actually get uh, raked over the coals because people did, in hindsight, didn't like Green Book, even though everyone, everyone who saw Green Book in Toronto loved it and it had like great, strong reviews. And then obviously, it just didn't make it through the the season without getting becoming the major film Twitter villain of this of the year at that time. Uh, so I was expecting like everyone to take out their anger on Green Book on Greatest Beer Run, but actually, people seemed to like think it was fine. So I'm like, it's probably good.
0: No, like, I don't think like like I don't think the movie is horrible, and I don't think they're gonna, you know, bring the knives out if it's mm. not horrible. Like right. it's just like it is what it is, and we already lived through Green Book winning, so then it's just like here. You like, have
1: a you have it. a better you're you're taking a better faith position than I am. I think most people are in bad faith, so they'll just like be extra mean to something if they. I mean, I don't even know why like, like
0: like people you know are like so obsessed of like checking like what the metacritic and rotten tomato scores are like constantly refreshing like who cares it's like one person's opinion at one outlet like if a different person reviewed it at that outlet it could have a different score right and especially for like tv reviews too because a lot of times we just get screeners for like the first three episodes not the whole season and you're yeah it's true the whole season but then the score doesn't change Cause they just log it in there for your initial review, which was like the first three episodes. You right.
1: Know? That happened, I think this year, even though I really liked the, the third season of Atlanta, that feel like a lot of critics were like thinking about that with Atlanta.
0: Yeah. I think we talked about this in one of yeah. our Emmys episodes and yeah. how one of our mutual friends who reviewed it based off of like the first three episodes said he would have, uh, not, uh, he would have, uh, had a different opinion. Had he seen the full season before reviewing it.
1: Right. Uh, Yeah, I still love it. We're not talking about Atlanta, but it's a great show and it's coming back this month. Final season. Final
0: season. season.
1: Can't wait. Very psyched. Uh, So that was Toronto. So you saw Women Talking. So why don't we want to just do that here? We could do that here. So
0: so many women. Saw so many women this week. Women
1: Talking, Women King. What a time.
0: Um, Yeah, so Women Talking, I really enjoyed it. Um, Liked it a lot. And uh, I have not read the book. So, and I felt like the... The star of the movie movie was really the conversation and the script. Mm-hmm. So I feel good about Sarah winning adaptive screenplay, especially because that category is also kind of weak. yeah. <laughs> no. um I didn't have a favorite uh, performance in there. I thought like the ensemble as a whole was really good and it it would make a great uh, ensemble nominee and winner at like various awards and stuff, including sag um. And I I know you prefer Claire Foy, but I if I had to choose between like her and Jesse Buckley, I would choose Jesse. Okay. But Claire has the more like uh, broad, like mainstream appeal because she's just like angry from the get-go.
1: Right. You compared her uh, when we were chatting about it to Mark Ruffalo in, in spotlight. Yeah, this is a very spotlight
0: like just the yep. opposite gender. So yep. like uh Claire Foy is the ruffalo because she has like the screaming scene. Yes. And then Ben Wishaw is the Rachel McAdams because he's right. the lone dude and she was like the lone female right there. So Ben, I'm kind of like torn on because I, I thought like he was, it was it's like a good performance. And you know, like like we've discussed, like he's the not all men.
1: Yes. And Everything. I think a lot of men will like appreciate that. I I don't have I didn't put him back. So I made some changes since the since we talked As last I. week.
0: Um but yeah, I don't have him in. Okay. um in supporting i did i did swap jesse for claire i thought about having both of them but then i just i i kept my nina haas
1: sure i i don't think nina haas is going to happen but it would be great i am i am just... there
0: to be different because right. i feel That's like fine. a lot of people have double woman talking yeah. So yeah. I'm like, i
1: only have i have claire also and not jesse i think claire would, is really great and like you said has like the showier part so certainly yeah. can make and like
0: uh um jesse's arc is more of a slow burn and she does get like meaty stuff at the end yes um so yeah so like ben so like he has sort of this like romantic subplot with rooney mara too who i thought was really good as well but she's a lot more subtle Mm -hmm. and i think if you know they're gonna run a lead it would be her
1: certainly she would seem yeah which would
0: also be amazing because it would be a carol reunion if she right Lead as well and she was frauded in supporting last time
1: I, I think like you said too, the issue is not that she's I think she's very good too but she doesn't have as much like loud stuff to do as the others
0: right yeah um and and yeah so like Ben I I see why some people are like really into his performance and others not so much
1: right I was so- wondering too I'm like I, I obviously, like you said, he's the Ridge McAdams. He's like the lone man in the movie, literally. I don't. I mean, I don't think the other men even have speaking parts. Maybe they. There's the census taker. You mean like the
0: rapists? Yeah. And the
1: rapists don't have any speaking parts either. I don't think. And and the census taker does say like it's 2010. That's how it like plays at the time. So he's like the main guy, and I think there's reason for like I think like you said, people respond to it, but I just don't. I'm like, is there gonna be a passion for him to get in? And I'm just not sure. I mean, if he is very well-liked and I think people do like him and the performance is good, but I'm just like, will other performances have more passion, let's say?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is good that the category is wide open so he can get right. in if right. the movie really takes off. Um, and then, yeah, like you were saying, some of the um, complaints, I guess, or uh, you know, reviews of it um, were about its staginess and I did not find it stagy at all. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's stagey is the right word at all. I mean, it's not it's, very stagey.
0: It's not, like there are a lot of uh, recent films that are actually based on plays that were a lot more stagey as a film adaptation and this is sure. not. First of all, this is a, a novel. It's based right. on a novel. So, um, but yeah, like obviously a bulk of the film is the conversation in the hayloft, but okay. it the, the camera is not static, which is what I think people think of when they hear that it's just like a bunch of people in a room, like this is not like mass where like literally the entire movie is the four of them in a room. Right. And it, it feels kind of suffocating in there. And I like, I love mass too.
1: Um, I love but- mass and mass is a great example of this. But And so I guess it's like an exception to, for me when I see something that I know is a play and it's all in a room, it's, it's very tough to, to stay focused. I like kind of just been gonna drift and I didn't do that with women talking because I was yeah. like, it didn't like feel Luna like
0: talking, Yeah, like she really opens up the space, like in the hayloft, and there's like, you know, large doors, and the camera is alive, like sh- it moves around. So you never feel like you're just stuck in a barn no. with them. And yeah, you were saying last week that like you, you felt like her best word was with the actors, and I agree. Like there are a lot of really great performances in there, even though I I do feel like sometimes it was just like these characters were um, just presenting a specific viewpoint, you know, because we want to get all of them out in the open. Right.
1: Right. They're all archetypes basically. And they're all like, it it does feel like, to me, it felt like it could be like a lot of Twitter, it's like Twitter conversations in a movie almost. Right.
0: Right. And then you're not like really responding to each other or you're like trying to ignore one to like point across. Yeah. But they're, they're really good arguments too. Like it's very engrossing conversation. I think it's hard to get into the film that way. Um, and then, there's also a lot of scenes not in the hayloft. right? Like they take breaks, they go outside.
1: It's great. No, it's really, um, I think a lot of a it is yeah.
0: <laughs> They go inside their homes
1: mm-hmm. and there's
0: a lot of flashbacks and these like memory pops and like fantasy sequences. So it, yeah, I don't understand that criticism at all. So I think like, if it's not stagey is what I'm saying. So, um, so, but I yeah. do understand the criticism about the cinematography and the desaturation, which was a huge sticking point for a lot of people. And I get it, because it's it's very harsh. Um and it it feels bitter. And like on in on one hand, I I understand because that is like their circumstance, right? These women are illiterate. They've been raped, abused, and gaslit. So like their lives suck. And it the look of the aesthetic of the film resembles that. But I do think it's it's so severe that I can see like the when I was watching it, I was like, if. Like voters are watching this at home on a screener i could see a lot of them turning it off because it's it's just like too harsh for them the look of it you know Interesting. um and and it it does like so it the the aesthetic like changes like during the hours of the day so there's like one brief moment where it's like bright and sunny and it looks gorgeous but then it very quickly becomes harsh again so i think right. that kind of might hurt it too because if you're like oh look it looks like nice now you know quote unquote and then it gets like really dark and bleak again. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Like it's, um, I don't, it, it, it also felt like it was trying to be black and white and like it never got there.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't say when I watched I know, it, didn't even dawn. none of this dawned on me. I just felt like I just watched it straight and I didn't like, yeah, it I didn't saw really it ba- like, before. I just I didn't
0: either have to ignore it or just right. get used to it.
1: I guess I just got used to it right away because I was just like watching. I was like, I didn't even notice that it was, I was like, oh, I guess it's like dusk. That's what it just felt like. It felt like the whole right, movie takes yeah. place at dusk. So I was just, like, okay, that's fine. So when we talked last week, we went through our predictions and I didn't have Sarah in. I don't think you did either for director.
0: I took her out and I thought about putting her back in today and I haven't yet. Like, so, I still don't know.
1: <laughs> so I did. I, Joyce, I did something that I know you're going to frown upon. I was reading the comments and also engaging with some of the comments on YouTube.
0: You love and, you love comments. I don't do comments. And
1: there was one person who was like, "I make no sense." Me, this guy, sure. And uh, that that Lenny Abrahamson got in for Room for directing. Yeah, and it was less cinematic than women talking. I would disagree with that. I actually think Room is pretty cinematic, and it does. Yeah, and more than
0: half the movie takes place outside of Room.
1: Correct. But I was when I was making my case for against Sarah Polley, I was like, I actually do want her to get nominated because I think it's really good. I do, really I good. want her to and get nominated I that, too. So, I like, I would personally nominate
0: her if so, I were a voter.
1: <laughs> and I kind of think, I guess, I was maybe getting too negative or like believing the rash of like negative tweets about it from men uh, online. And then when it won second place in audience where I was like, you know what? I think she can still get it. I put her back in because that's a long story. I was like, I so want her to get like in. I'm going to put her in for now.
0: And she into like, predicting her
1: now? <laughs> no, I'm not shamed into predicting her. I'm actually like, I'd rather pick at this stage too. Like you kind of talked about this. Like I'd rather like with Nina Hotz, a little, I'd rather pick people. I'm just like, I, this would be cool to happen. So I'd like it to happen. And if it changes, I'll change it a million times or whatever. But like for now, why not have her in? I definitely think the movie's very strong of all the festival movies that we've seen outside of Tar. I think it's the one that made it through the, without a lot of demerits.
0: Yeah um and
1: Fablemans I mean obviously accepted but like a lot of these other ones kind of got dinged so I had Alejandro, Alejandro and Gonzales and Yari two in there but I took him out because I'm like I think I'm gonna stick with women talking it'll be a New yeah, York I, Film Festival. I didn't I didn't
0: move her in yet because also I think she's in like third place right now in the yes. odds or something yes. so I'm like I'm not like worried I guess about her odds right now because I'm like she is like already in the top five sure and it's not like she's in like six or something and I want her, uh, I want to increase her odds to get her in the right. top five, you know? So I, I do want her to get in. Um, I'm just thinking about, like, I don't know if she'll hit like DGA either, but like, you know, they they don't have to match completely. I think there's a lot of variables um, at DGA and also at Oscar. Like I also thought about putting Robert Osman in for Tron Gold Zandes. So I just didn't change anything. So I kept it. Um, I still have like Mara Madonna, which I'm not sure about. Um, but uh, like, I'll just—I mean, I might have her in by next week. So who
1: Right, knows? right. I still have Kaczynski for Top Gun because I just feel like—of course you do. I'm I'm going down with that. I think that could really happen. Uh, so Savage women talking, uh, women King joints. Let's go there.
0: Um, first of all, just want to say right off the top that there is a mid-credit scene in Woman King, which you did not know about.
1: Not a clue. Yeah, you walked it. out. Didn't see it. So I have to go back to see this mid credit scene or hope it gets uploaded on YouTube. <laughs> I right don't
0: sure. think a lot of people like I knew about it because I saw a tweet that mentioned it from someone who like saw it at tip. So but I usually stay through credits anyway or like the first half of the credits.
1: I stayed through to like the little like I stayed the title like the they did the actors. I just must have just missed it because I like stayed through that part and just walked out.
0: Yeah, it it happened like right before the scrolling credits.
1: Okay, so I missed that so, one. But me.
0: like, so like when I saw it, it, there were like 20 people in my theater. And like, as soon as it ended, like almost everyone got up to leave, except for me and this guy in my row. And then there were like three people, a couple rows in front of us. And one of them was an old lady and they were taking a long time to walk out. So the five of us were the only ones who saw the mid credit scene. Amazing. So if you have not seen The Woman King yet, know that there's a mid credit scene. <laughs>
1: uh, here's my take on it, Joyce a good old-fashioned Studio B+, plus, very yeah, enjoyable.
0: It's, it's like, it's a like very, um, like, 90s conventional action yes. drama, um, it's the, the plot, like, very predictable, so many predictable beats, yes. but it's, it's, like, you, you could see them coming from, like, 100 miles away, but, yes. um, and I don't, like there, like there's one that I'm just like, okay, we we don't really need this in here, but I I get why you're doing this, like the the romance ish thing.
1: Yeah, people didn't love that, but I found it so ne- it's like so negligible, it's like barely. Yeah, in they it. don't
0: really spend a lot of time no, on it, and it's, they don't. But it's like it's still like, oh, of course it's in here. Um, but it it's put together really well, and the acting is great, and it's just it's a good time. It's like a a gold good old fashioned time.
1: Yes, so. Uh, Gina Prince-Blythewood had compared it a little bit to, uh, people were comparing it to Gladiator. I, having just rewatched Gladiator because we talked about it when we did our, our 2000s uh, Oscars playback or 2001 Oscars playback. Uh, Gladiator's better. Great movie. Very much holds up. She also compared it to Braveheart, which we also talked about. Braveheart's not very good. And this is much better than Braveheart. And Braveheart won Best Picture. So I have like, after seeing it, I was like, I still have it in as my in my predictions and I'm going to stick with it because I do think, it did really well at the box office. The audience response was like incredibly high. It had like top gun level audience grades. Uh, I think people will respond to it all year. And like, why not Women King at this point, at least? I don't know. I could see it getting in as like a Best Picture
0: nominee. Um. Well, they both won Best Picture.
1: But no, I know that. I mean, I know like
0: that. the thing that they all have in common is like they're all historical epics. Right. Uh, but also um,
1: don't really, historical epics that take liberties.
0: Well, yeah. And then there was, you know, that hashtag like boycott woman king over the weekend, which was so I dumb. didn't
1: pay attention. To that, so dumb. I didn't even, look like, <laughs> I, I might, I might've muted that whole thing. Uh, <laughs>
0: and it's just like you, like no one was even aware of their, the, the homie kingdom's role in the slave trade. And now just, you know, just the internet, Twitter taking sides right, against things they didn't even know about until two minutes ago. That's about, that's what, that's the culture right now, Joyce, yeah. basically.
1: Uh, I really like it. I really, really love Viola. So I'm very confident with her getting in too. for Best Actress.
0: Uh, yeah, Viola is really good. She has a lot of good stuff at the end too. Um, a lot of good scenes. Yeah. And I also put her in. So I, I once again, uh, just rotated two people out of yeah. Best
1: Actress. Again. So what do you got now?
0: So I put back in Naomi Ackie and sure. uh, I put in Viola. A two for I Sony.
1: Got- Sony's gonna love it. Tom know.
0: And I and I dropped um Olivia Coleman and Danielle Detweiler. So.
1: so I can. It's just, uh, there's just talking, no
0: room for everyone.
1: There's no room for everyone. We talked about this last week, I think. It does feel like of all those locks that Olivia is the most vulnerable because I think the movie is the response was mixed. And is there enough passion to get her in? It's gonna be like everybody's fourth this or this is
0: gonna be the real fifth. test of her power.
1: Yes exactly uh because i just don't know if the passion's going to be there for a great performance she's awesome in the movie uh but i'm just like i think more people will be like there will be more passion behind viola doing not just like really great dramatic scenes which i was so impressed by and like i think even like a little different than her normal t- pitch to a lot of the scenes
0: yeah well because you know one one of the ways that uh you know people like to dunk on her is like her snotty acting not- Body, as in like, she's a snot, but like, yes. you know, no snot. Right.
1: Thinking of doubt
0: and fences right. and everything. And there's none of that in here.
1: No. And she absolutely kicks ass. The physical stuff is awesome. Yeah. And she like really sells it. And I was reading an interview with, uh, with Gina Prince who was like in this, in the script, she was actually, they pitched her younger and Viola was I like, mean, like
0: all, her entire presser is just like, I'm 57 years old.
1: Right. She was like, let's just make her 57 years old. it be great. And it's awesome. It's so good. I just loved her in it. I thought she's so great. Uh, love seeing action star Viola Davis. And I think she really sells a lot of it. And I hope I have her getting in. And then I'm sure this will change. Last time we chatted, I had Lashana Lynch in because everybody was like, Lashana Lynch, Lashana Lynch, Lashana Lynch. And uh, I took her out for a Thucyphus. <laughs> Because she's so much uh, incredible in it, I thought. Just, I loved. uh, I
0: prefer Thuso and Sheila, a team, to Lashana. So just my Underground Railroad gals.
1: Same. Uh, Thuso, like you had said, is absolutely the lead or a co-lead. It would be.
0: She she is a co-lead of the film.
1: It would be primo category fraud, I would say
0: i mean it's fine you know do whatever you want so but
1: man she is incredible and i hope somebody watches this or people are watching like she was awesome on on underground railroad that we have talked about as emmys did not perform as well as it probably should have or could have it's a great show and uh she was cast in this i think she said she turned down like a a franchise picture to star in this i would love to know what that was this
0: is her this is her first film yeah
1: first film. And I think she's going to be a major factor in films going forward. She's just amazing in it. And I was like watching her and I was like, oh my God, like, cause again, like her character, like you said, not, we're not, I'm not going to spoil this movie, but uh, very predictable, but there's a lot of scenes with her and Viola together. And I was yeah, like, they
0: have um, two really good scenes in a pool.
1: Yes. And one of this, one of the, and that, one of the second one, I think she doesn't even say a word through so. And mm-hmm. It's like amazing. It just was like blown away. I'm like, she's holding on. You you can act without dialogue. Did you know that? Yeah, you can. But I was like, I think a lot of performers maybe would have tried to do more in those scenes with Viola because they'd be intimidated by Viola and like having like such a great performer across from them. But she goes underplays it almost. And it's so, it's just so good. I was like very impressed with her. So I put her in for supporting actress. I can't imagine that really happens. But it's September 21st when we're recording this. It's fine.
0: Um... Yeah, so I only I didn't put the movie in best picture yet, although um I I did do something. What did I do? I don't remember what I did. I just did this like an hour ago. Um but yeah, I like I can see it getting in there in one of the open uh right now uh last two spots. Right. So
1: I, I have like I said I have it in and I was like I still have glass onion in two. I still I,
0: have glass onion. What did I add? Let me see. I
1: think name. that if Avatar and Black Panther are amazing, they could easily like overwhelm those spots at the end. Oh, get, funny like, story.
0: My friend, the, the same one here. who I mentioned last week did not know that Elvis was directed by Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Literally texted me the other day while we were watching another movie, Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. That we could talk about later. Sure. Um, She said that she just found out that the woman king is not a marvel movie she thought it was a marvel movie like black panther style that's amazing
1: yeah your friend she should join the academy i feel like
0: yeah but i'm also like you know i know she's she's not the only one
1: i mean they kind of are selling it like it could be you know like yeah i
0: mean yeah so she but yeah she just she just found that out so that so that's a like you know two things for her now elvis and woman king um
1: I got to say this is uh, a Woman King again another uh demerit for those on the internet who were like this is so and uh, we talked about this too a lot of critics were overly effusive of praise for Woman King and at the same time so I went in like a little eyebrow raised too because I was like is it really going to be that good and then I was like really like I had a great time so I was like I think this is one time where while people have pushed back on the Woman King not just for the boycott Woman King hashtag apparently but also like the idea that it's like overpraised by like millennial white critics or whatever I actually think it's like legitimately good and I think people and the audience responded in kind like it had like an a plus cinema score so I think it, it is another loss let's say for that contingent like when yeah, I mean I
0: like I understand being you know incredulous of like yes. the maybe hyperbolic takes like right out out of like a, a tiff premiere screening you yes. know like I get that yeah but you know the the people have spoken too. It's good. At this it's point, yeah. And yeah, it, it's fun. I don't know. I would not say it's the best picture of the year and I've seen like five movies, but like it's, it, it, it's definitely um, a movie that I had a lot of fun watching yeah. this year. So it's, I
1: mean, like a Studio B Plus is basically like a a, a a missing artifact because they don't make studio yeah, movies. like, like as anymore. we talked
0: about when we did our Oscar playbacks for the 90s, like you don't get these mid-budget movies anymore since the recession. Like, exactly. it's like that's, that's just this this whole like genre basically of films that has gone a wall.
1: yeah this would have been a great 90s movie I thought really good so th- those are the, so we went through so, the women so the
0: other movie I added that I just yeah. found out right now um <laughs> found out yeah Triangle of Sadness so, I'm just so you
1: went to back it. to Triangle of Sadness so what did you take out I, then
0: um oh I just dropped Bardo because I had an oh
1: sure so was, okay let's
0: get rid of this um, yeah but,
1: Triangle Zen and I still haven't seen, but I know people have been seeing it and uh, obviously one can So
0: Yeah, so that so that's why because when I put that in, so I was like, should I put him in to director or put Sarah in and I just didn't do anything so. Right.
1: Uh, Amsterdam Choice, we can talk about briefly here. It's a Review Embargo is set for much closer release. It comes out October 7th. This is David O. Russell's new movie with a, a cast of dozens of major stars
0: a, a lot of people A lot of names
1: So we didn't put it in neither one of us have switched it in yeah i, I was i i would say this a lot of a uh, great uh, below the line talent involved emmanuel lovetsky yes. uh cinematographer our boy daniel pemberton did the score there's an original song that clearly was like co-written by daniel pemberton with drake i'd imagine right like uh at the mm-hmm. end kind of like the well
0: he's also um an ap drake
1: sure he introduced it at the premiere i think it could be in play in those categories I would say above the line will be a tougher uh, trek.
0: Yeah, and then the way the rollout is, is um, uh, let's say telling because it was obviously ready and it didn't do any festivals and it was originally scheduled to be released in November and then they just moved it up to October.
1: So they moved it up, yeah. David O'Russell Russell and Christian Bale did an interview with uh, Deadline, our, our sister site, and actually that was brought up, and I'll read you what David uh, said, if I could scroll through here and find it, let me see, this is again scintillating stuff, with the quality and the cast, this is Deadline talking, this movie would have been crushed, would have crushed it at a festival like Venice or Toronto, why no festival, and why move the release from November 4th to October 7th, and David O'Russell Russell says, one thing was we only just finished, There was no time. That was part of it. But The Fighter and American Hustle, they didn't go to festivals. You want to make a theatrical event in IMAX. We wanted to do events in London for it. And it to feel cinematic event, sometimes that means you go to festivals and sometimes it doesn't. In this case, we just felt like we were still finishing it when those decisions got made and the music was still coming in. We thought, let's just make it a great big theatrical release. So there you go.
0: Sure. But- the difference i would say is like american hustle he filmed that like early like the first half of 2013 and it was out by the end yeah. Um they filmed this last year
1: right uh <laughs> i would say so i'm actually a big david O'Russell russell fan i know that's like uh, not I so i'm a big fan of his movies i think that three kings is awesome and then obviously the filmmaker he was in three kings and spanking the monkey is a lot different from the filmmaker who made the fighter and silver linings which i think are two like legit masterpieces american Hustle, like you think is solid It was definitely like one of those that came out last, and everybody was like, "This rules!" Let's give it a New York Critics Circle Award.
0: American Hustle,
1: and it got ten nominations and it won. One SAG, one ensemble, right? Um, So those are solid movies. I would say this is another. It felt like to me watching it was like I think a lot of people maybe will be like, "It's like American Hustle." I didn't feel like it was like American Hustle personally. I felt like it's not as antic as American Hustle. It tries to be a little zany, but like measured in its zaniness
0: it is like i so i, I do like three kings but I, I, i'm not really into the fighter or Silver linings at all like i think they're like completely fine but american hustle i just did not like um because it just felt very superficial and contrived and needlessly convoluted and i would say this amsterdam is also um overly convoluted in its plotting it's like another not, not a con job like American Hustle, but it's like a mystery type thing. And then there's a lot of threads that he tries to pull together. Um, and and then in American Hustle, it felt like it was just, I I do think he works well with actors or, well, you know, not, not with Billy Tomlin, obviously, or George Clooney, but like he, he gets, um, his actors to give their all, let's say, or when he's not yelling at Amy Adams and right
1: and who knows he might have you know this is a movie the ultimate theme of this movie is about like being kind to other people i think so
0: yeah so i i do feel like his like he like his his movies have um like meaty parts for actors and they do go all out like American hustle it's just like balls to ball like acting you know but i do feel like the the scripts are just kind of weak and like a lot of scenes in that movie are just like really long and saggy and don't really do any or much character development like some scenes could be like 30 minutes but it's just like a lot of like telling and then showing that like you know Jennifer Lawrence's character is like crazy and like you know she'll yell at you and like you know destroy your house with like her microwave and stuff right exploding um and this I, I do agree that there's just something that fell kind of flat about it
1: yeah, it was not, it's not as antic. And I would say the performances are pretty solid. I, I mean Christian Bale, yeah, I think. Yeah, Christian is, great. is
0: just, you know, committed as always.
1: Christian Bale, A Joyce is about I was thinking of this, uh, future SAG nominee here in a week best actor field, like we've talked about. He could get in. I could easily see it.
0: Uh, I mean we could we could talk about the, the globes return later too.
1: Maybe definitely uh, a globe. This would be great with the globes. Uh, the globes are back, Joyce, on a Tuesday night. Love to see it. Can't wait. You can't
0: uh, you can't go up against two football games or no. m- multiple football games really so no
1: one thing we've seen this award season is that football is bigger and more people care about it I don't know if you know that it's America's pastime oh, I know that's baseball. I,
0: I would choose sports first <laughs> so
1: uh yeah so the Tuesday Globes I definitely think Christian Bale would be in play for Globes for sure and I think him I I actually think he could get in at SAG I do think it's like that kind of performance that could get response to they nominated uh if you remember Amy Adams, I think for Hillbilly Elegy choice.
0: Yes, they did, and um, we we saw that coming.
1: So I think Christian Bale could get again. It's a slow, it's a soft lineup of Best Actor, so there is an opening for him to get in.
0: Well, I wouldn't come. I wouldn't make the comp with Hillbilly Elegy for him. I would say it's it's more like him getting in for Ford versus Ferrari. Sure. Which yeah. is a better movie? I would say. Um, I think yes. that also got a an A plus Cinema Score, like The Woman King and Top Gun
1: did it did um and
0: he uh, came up short at the oscars mm-hmm. so
1: i think um, he was great and he's great I, i'd say this is more in i think ford versus ferrari is a better movie and i think he's better in ford versus ferrari but it's in that same area code the performance at least
0: i mean it's just like him like you know he has a glass eye he's he's just doing a lot it's
1: a lot of greatest hits because he and has, he the has glass a lot eye of a lot of voice
0: acting <laughs> yeah
1: i thought he was really good I thought Anya Taylor-Joy was really fun. And Rami Malek was more, I watched, had more fun watching Rami Malek than I have in a while. I thought he was solid.
0: Yeah, so like they actually make a a, a good comedic duo, Anya and Rami. Surprising. Yeah.
1: But definitely do.
0: Um, uh, and, and then like, I, I prefer them to Margot Robbie and John David Washington.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. They're also allowed to do more. I mean, Margot Robbie and John David Washington are more traditionally like romantic leads, let's say and
0: yeah they're allowed to
1: be more zany Anya Taylor-Joy and Robin Malik.
0: yeah it it just felt like like Margot and John David it was like you again you know like predictable beats like you knew kind of like what was going on with them and like how they would end up um basically I do, so.
1: I do think the below the line stuff was good production design I thought was really cool there's a lot yeah. of like cool sets and like mansions and there's a lot of little like um uh, Margot Robbie's character is like a an artist who makes art out of shrapnel I guess right or or and it's like really cool uh the way they sh- visualize that and all of that felt like really like exceptional and like I said the cinematography is cool score I thought was really fun so I think it could like be com- in competitive there and the globe certainly will probably uh
0: well the thing is, is um I think this would also be a test to see um how much like pull david still has because he took a lengthy break because his last movie was joy which was right. seven years ago which also uh, was not great
1: Yeah, we did not mention joy going through the movies not one of my favorites either
0: no i mean you know j-law still got an oscar nomination out of it but that was a, a very uh, a messy behind the scenes film like with the script and everything mm-hmm. and um yeah so he, uh you know and then uh you know me too happened and people discovered things about david <laughs> Mm-hmm. That were not a secret, but you know has has been on his Wikipedia page for a decade. Sure. Um, so I think you know, like the public or like Twitter will uh not be kind. Well, to the film. And I like, thought that too. But I think like you know he still I think he still has like friends and supporters in the industry.
1: Certainly, Christian Bale. Obviously, I thought that too. But again, similar to like what we were talking about before, maybe bad faith on my part, but I was like, I assumed like with the greatest beer run, another example of this, like I assumed everyone would just destroy Amsterdam because it's oh, like, well, but
0: you're talking about like critics. I'm talking about like regular people.
1: Right. But I even think from people who've seen it so far, I feel like most people have been like, it's fine. Like none of the, none of
0: the, yeah. But like, again, like it's not like a horrific movie. No, so like, I don't think like, like maybe no. this is just like the, like maybe it's more that like in in the early two thousand and tens, like maybe those films were overpraised, and now it's just kind of like.
1: Well, that's, I'm saying like I guess the I was surprised that there's even been like mixed response to Amsterdam because I do think that people are embarrassed because they love those movies and now it's not cool to like those movies. I, I'm not embarrassed. With it. I still love those movies. I don't I care. Mean, I mean, I think. never liked it, So, so I'm like, I don't care, but I'm like, I think people were, are going to be like, Oh, I didn't like that or whatever. And then they would be more primed to be like, I'm going to take all my angst out on Amsterdam. And then I haven't seen that so far. I guess the, obviously we'll see what happens in the reviews come out.
0: No, like I, I understand it that. Will thinking, get killed. I think, Who knows? I think people were thinking that anyway, with, with all the stuff with his uh, niece, you know, mm-hmm. being more publicized too, but I, I think it's just like um not or maybe like you know the the people who've you know uh, social reviewed it so far like the, it's it's just like we're not on that like like David O Russell high anymore of like you know the early 2010s and it's just like this movie is what it is and right. like I didn't think it was amazing but I'm also not going to needlessly take it down for sure. no reason either so I think it's like, it's, I think it's more honest. Yeah. See, I'm sur- I guess like, I'm just
1: surprised. I'm surprised people are being honest. It's
0: like, it's, it's okay. So. I'm, surpri-
1: I'm surprised. I'm mm-hmm. surprised. I don't believe people are honest. So I'm I
0: mean, listen, the actual reviews have not
1: come right. out. We'll see so. what the reviews are like. It's true. Um, so that's Amsterdam comes out October 7th. I would say for Taylor Swift fans and just the internet in general, there will be a meme of all memes. I feel like for her,
0: um, Yeah. So if you're going to see this movie for Taylor Swift, make sure you're seated because you need to be there for the first 10 minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I think it'll be, I I do think that'll be a meme uh, when it comes out. Uh, It's great, great stuff.
0: I I enjoyed her in it.
1: She's really good in it. I mean, they're all like, actually all the most performances are pretty solid, I thought. And like a lot of people. Again,
0: like I think the actors in this film always come through with, you know, good, you know, performances—if not amazing performances—Bale
1: has a couple of line readings that really made me LOL. I, I thought he was funny. He does, he does, he does bring a couple of good jokes. Uh, Joyce, what else? We mentioned the Golden Globes—they're back.
0: They are January tenth, Tuesday. Um, One-year deal with NBC. So we'll we'll see what happens in twenty twenty-four.
1: I guess we'll see also how much. So obviously, in the past, the Globes were major like sign marker and like, you know, like big signifier of award season success and i wonder will they obviously handed them out last year i don't know if you remember uh uh, laughter is the best medicine music is the best music i'll get it right one of these times uh so they had out last year so it's not like they didn't exist but they were done through press release and tweets that people dunked on now it'll be a show i'll be curious to see how much this affects the race i guess or if people think of it affecting the race or whatever
0: um i mean like it's award season is a lot more fun with the globes around. Sure. And like sure like uh last year I I get why, you know, all that happened. Um and yeah, like, you know, they 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 they've had their issues and it was like an an open secret, you know. Like nothing yeah. in that exposé in the LA Times um was surprising. So like they're trying to reform um and they've added I think 103 new voting members or or like, they're not even members, but like they have the privilege of voting. I think that's I think it. Something like that. So like they've, you know, basically overhauled their membership and like they've, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, It'll be interesting but-
1: to see because two of the, so yeah, Brendan Fraser obviously uh, has, a, has a, a, so- a history with the Globes, uh, not, not in the most positive light. And Tom Cruise gave his globe back. Two Globes, so they two they'll Globes. just
0: tie for drama actor and then they'll give Tom Cruise four Golden Globes because sure. they'll return the three that he gave back.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting how that plays out. But I guess I, guess we'll see. I will say like for movies like, so I guess the, a good thing about, or a thing about the Globes that would matter insofar as like visibility for award season, a movie like Amsterdam would have more likely a chance to get nominations there and be more visible there. Uh, than it would with like critics groups and like maybe the Critics' Choice Awards even. And getting out there maybe is going to help it through the season, right? You know, that kind of thing. Like if you're elevated enough to be, if you're shown on TV winning something or nominated for something, people are going to maybe pay more attention to you. That kind of thing.
0: Well, yeah. And again, we've talked about this, you know, numerous times that a lot of the general public knows what the Golden Globes are. Like they don't know yes. what SAG Awards are. Like I I've told you, a bunch of times my friends don't know what the Sag Awards are but they know what the golden globes are <laughs>
1: the Sag Awards currently don't have a tv home i believe
0: yeah so um, globes do yeah for one year right now
1: one year but still yeah. Sag doesn't have anything right now they're not yeah. going to be televised at this point so, i'm sure they will but
0: they'll do it on instagram live you know announce the nominations on instagram Live. they should
1: again. do it on youtube and that's, so, where all the, that's where all the cool kids are yeah right?
0: so i think um and i think you know, like even last year, even we with them canceled, like a lot of the celebrities still acknowledge their wins. Like, yeah, you know, Michaela J. Rodriguez sure. gave her a whole acceptance speech. On it was
1: really speech. great. That was like a great moment. Actually, last year's winners were so good. You almost wish I, they would have really had a really show. I
0: like their winners last year. Yeah.
1: You almost wish they would have had a show to see those people <laughs> there get was to a,
0: a lot of, be a lot more interesting winners across film and TV from them. Yes.
1: So it, it's not necessarily bad that they're back. I'm not like, I'm definitely not one of those who is like, Oh, I can't it's believe the Globes back. are back. Yeah. No. I'm just uh-huh. like, I just am curious to see what it means anymore at this point. Cause it's like you said, like I think regular people think of the Globes a lot cause they know the Globes. And I think it's funny to me. A lot of the shows have really gone like the Emmys was just like, felt like a Globes ish production, you know? So it's like, it is influencing me, but just not shows. as drunk, not as drunk, not as drunk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's the Globes choice. Uh, Last uh two things I had written down here. Uh don't worry, Jarling comes out this week.
0: Which we saw a month ago.
1: <laughs> Feels like I gotta say, I was like, oh, it, it's tracking to make like decent amount of money. I feel like it kind of should have come out when it was cresting with like the Venice stuff based on interest. I think it would have gotten more people to see it. I well, know.
0: I mean, they were gonna move it up like that.
1: No, I know, but I'm like, it almost is like they had all their buzz, good or bad, like three weeks ago. Now it's coming But
0: out I mean, for- I think you know, people will still see it um, maybe because of that. I think, you know, like the Harry stands will see it. So it could be yeah, like yeah. very front loaded. It's and
1: I guess fun. I would also say like similar to Amsterdam. I do think there are a lot of like good craft elements. And I wonder it's if be remembered. Yeah. So I wonder how that will play out. And once the dust settles from all the discourse about don't worry, darling, will like the craft stuff be like recognized at the end of the year? I don't know
0: yeah um like I don't production know design that. yeah really? like great production design like the houses the costumes are really gorgeous cool. too um like the other stuff uh probably not
1: yeah no we don't we don't need to go over it or anything but i just thought that and then the last thing was speak thinking of hope dicting people i want to see nominated and how if you just see somebody win something that maybe they're a contender I've moved Jeremy Strong back into supporting actor for Armageddon Time. And I took out Brad Pitt for Babylon, which is maybe silly. Here's my thing on Armageddon Time and Jeremy Strong choice. I think he's going to win a major critics group award. Either New York film critics seemingly would make sense, or maybe LA or even like NBR or something. And if that happens, I think he's automatically going to be thought of as like a major contender. Plus, I think because of his TV work, he could get in at SAG.
0: Um, sure. So I, I have Jeremy strong in now again. I mean, <laughs> you could just say you just want to predict it. Well, oh, I do
1: just want to predict it, but I do think, I guess I would say like, if that kind of stuff happens, then he's on, I mean, he would be a contender in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, no one's, well, really yeah. taking I, mean, look, I haven't seen
0: it and I'm right. just like, I have no opinion on
1: the No, I know you haven't bad. seen it, but yeah. I guess that's my thing. It's just it's,
0: like, you know, you're just, you're so predictable as usual. Um <laughs> Uh, I mean I would love to see it happen for him you know he could he could um pursue his EGOT yes he got so. coming <laughs> and um and again you know that category is uh wide open
1: yeah I was thinking with Brad Pitt we saw the Babylon trailer we talked about a little last week and I was like he looks awesome and it looks like a lot of fun but I'm just like similar to what I was saying earlier about like Libby Coleman I wonder if there'll be enough passion for that particular performance to get him in, I guess. You know what I mean? Like he's not like an automatic, like to me, because of that, even though he's like Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah, I still have him in and I have Margot in still for that movie. I just I mean, at this point, you know, like who knows what right. will happen to it. Like it could bomb, it could, you know, like we've said, like, it'll probably be the new villain, like definitely be the new villain. Um, or it could be, you know, the late breaker that people just want to have as a rival to Fablemans because maybe by that December, people are kind of tiring of Fablemans as the front runner. Um, so, and it's like, you know, this is up to snuff. It's also like three hours long. Um, I, so uh, if they get through that, like, and, and you know, the the crafts look good too. So um, I don't know. So like, I, I still have just the two of them in. in and
1: I guess the one thing we could wrap, we start with Fableman's, we could wrap with Fableman's. I guess I was like thinking too, how do they now, it's clearly the front runner, which at this point is probably not something you're really excited about, right? Because you don't, you don't want to like flop early days. Being the front runner means you have like someone like, like Mike White said at the, uh, at the Emmys, like, you don't want to, like, you're kind of like, now people are paying attention to their,
0: you. Their threat level is high, but I would say it was already high sure people have been predicting it to win for nine months now
1: like we were earlier this year uh I guess I would say how do you keep the momentum without like oversaturating the zone I guess we'll see
0: um so I think like like I said last week I think it's good that the praise for it was not overly effusive because I think that is off-putting to people when you just kind of love something too much or you're yeah. like it could sound it could get like really annoying to sure. people like it's so i think it was it, it like the reviews were great enough for it yes it was just kind of like confirmations like oh yeah of course it's good and like it's still the front runner and like it also helps it that everything else just you know had a middling reception if not yes. terrible reception sure. some films so uh you know and that it they don't have any control over that however films are received or turn out so I think it's good that it just it the reaction to it was wasn't really excessive and it won something that a lot of people expected it to win so and um I guess like it I think it'll they'll just have to like modulate like how hard they want to go with it and it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the box office is Two. Yeah, it comes
1: out, I think, limited yeah, release Black November 10th. 11th in the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, it could do well, like, I mean, it's going to come out like the third week of its wide release, I guess, the second or third week of Black Panther.
0: Yeah, like, it, like it's not going to, like, be thrown on Black Panther. No,
1: either. certainly not. But I mean, like, it could be, like, a lot of people are at the movies, and maybe they're like, oh, we already saw Black Panther. Let's go see. We don't need to see it a third time. Let's see uh, Vamil's. That kind of thing.
0: Um, I think the other thing about it too is that it would probably play well on a preferential ballot because it like right now, it doesn't seem like anyone hates the movie. Exactly. So if it's not your number one, it might get a lot of twos and threes. In that. Right. Because I think like after round one of like balloting for the winner at the Oscars, like everything ever all at once probably will have more number ones than yes. Fableman's. But you know, it's almost, it's, like, impossible to win from round one, you know, with, like, ten movies, but I think as it goes on, I think it, like, Fablemans could accrue more twos and threes, because I, I think, like, for everything everywhere, like, older Academy members would probably rank that lower.
1: I you know, like That's, that's top. our, that would be my impression, like too, but I guess... That's
0: just what it feels like, like, that yeah. the movie won't have as broad appeal as Fablemans right. would, so...
1: Right now I, I have- And a, then, you
0: know, like Top Gun Maverick is still there that has cross-generational appeal. But so I
1: have Top Gun Maverick 2. I have Fableman's 1, Top Gun Maverick 2, and Everything Everywhere 3 on my picks. So.
0: I was thinking also um, when I was like looking at director and like you have uh, Joseph Kaczynski in there. And I was like, but you know, the auteur of that movie is really Tom Cruise.
1: He is. And again, <laughs> we're not taking it seriously at the moment, but like best actor is soft,
0: he he could so oh my god so like with the Globes <laughs> being back and how much and like there you know um, more categories of the genre split and how much they love stars we can have real movie stars at the Globes so like Tom Cruise Tom Hanks like George Clooney and Julia Roberts from our favorite movie Ticket to Paradise can't wait
1: I'm so psyched Joyce uh, think about this Tom Cruise easily he get a Golden Globe nomination. I don't think a Critics' Choice nomination is out of the question. Based well, on they'll how-
0: have like eight slots.
1: Sure. So you get in like the Ben Affleck memorial spot for way back. SAG?
0: I can see him getting in at SAG. So
1: then he's got three precursors right there. And then it's going to be like- He won't get that through. Get,
0: get him in. I might put him in tonight. I mean that so did you change anything in best actor
1: I still have Brendan Gleeson as a, as a lead actor because I don't think they've decided yet if he's supporting or lead and so I think that well I mean team... like for
0: the Oscars it, it wouldn't matter because they right
1: could... I have him in I have him in for lead host of SNL I feel, I
0: feel, Brendan Gleeson supporting um and I mean I still have Hugh Jackman hanging on by a thread in my fifth so
1: I would I have I would have Hugh Jackman and Tom Cruise in like Six and we didn't talk about the inspection last week, but I think Jeremy Pope, a lot of people were excited about as well.
0: I could see him doing well with like critics groups.
1: And we'll see how that response to that is that at New York be, Film Festival.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that would be like enough. Would, I, I don't know. It's just like it it looks kind of dire <laughs> after like the top three. <laughs>
1: Um, it's not
0: not a bad thing per se because it's more exciting to try to figure out like who's gonna fill up these slots.
1: He he really could. It's just like you're.
0: It's it's different from Best Actress where we are also trying to figure out who will fill out the other slots. But it feels like you just have a lot more options in Best Actress than you do in Best Actor.
1: (laughs) I know it's nuts, and I really do think he'll have like three significant precursors.
0: Cruz Where is he in the odds right now? Let me see. Because I, I, I agree that uh, most right. people are not taking him seriously.
1: So right now it's Frasier, Butler, Colin Farrell, Hugh Jackman, Bill Nye are the top five. Then Brendan Gleason is six. Uh, Daniel okay. Jimenez-Cacho is seven. Kelvin Harrison for Chevalier is eight. Not even sure the movie's coming out this year. And they have not said, I don't believe.
0: Um, I feel like I keep seeing the title, but I don't remember seeing the date
1: it's a searchlight movie so they do have like a couple of things in october so or november so it could come out later in the year i guess diego calva for babylon song kang ho for broker adam sandler for hustle adam driver for white noise Jeremy pope inspection and then tom cruise all the way down there that's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteenth but he could really have three rehearsers, like very easily.
0: Uh, I think, well, I think when, uh, I think a lot of people did these in July. Yeah. And have not updated. So I think if they do it now, he would be slightly higher.
1: He would, but I'm just like, um, let's see if any experts are predicting him. Hang on while look look It. here.
0: I mean, it's, it's shocking that you're not, so.
1: <laughs> I might have to. Uh, yeah, let's see. Scrolling, 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 scintillating stuff as usual. Among the experts, he has one person predicting him. Fourteenth place. Right ahead of Brendan Gleeson, me, 15th place. So Look,
0: I mean I I I think it would be wrong to say he can't happen at this point. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. This is what happens if you listen to the whole thing here because We've got Tom Cruise getting a Best Actor nomination for Top Gun.
0: Which is, it's just like hilarious to think about. Cause I, I mean, in the spring, no one would have ever said like Top Gun Maverick is getting into Best Picture.
1: Last week, I wouldn't have said he got in for Best Actor. Now I'm like,
0: hmm, maybe. I mean, we did, we did talk about it last week.
1: We did, so but not like, I did not take it as seriously as I am like, right this second. Uh, Joyce, I'm gonna think about putting Tom Cruise in. Maybe by this time next week, I'll have him in. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to GoldDerby.com and follow us on social media at GoldDerby.